Hello and welcome to the Long and Winding Road podcast. On today's podcast, I have an amazing guest speaker for you today, Laura Sikorokov. Hopefully I've pronounced that last name right, darling. She's the founder of Sea Change Learning and Development, challenging people to learn, grow, and maximize their possibility. She's also a management coach, a female keynote speaker, and an author. But before we dive right into our conversation on this podcast today, do not forget to follow me on Instagram at Fearless and Empowered, as well as subscribe to our Apple podcast so you can get all the latest podcasts as soon as they're released, as well as rate, review, and leave us your feedback on any platform that you're joining to listen to us today. Wow, on today's podcast, I am so happy to welcome Laura Sokarov. Hopefully, I've pronounced your name right for today. This is my amazing friend. And it's almost right, Effie. Almost right. You, you missed a syllable. How would you say it then? Sokorokov. Okay, that's right. Let me give you a I'm gonna give you a quick hint on how to nail my the pronunciation of my Please last do. name every time. So here's what you have to do. You pretend you take a shot of vodka, you pretend you're Russian. And then you just say it. So take your shot mm-hmm. and in your best Russian accent, just say it. Sukurakov. Sukurakov. Mm. That's perfect. Oh and my God. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I am so glad to have you today. Honestly, I am happy that we could do this over at Google Hangouts. It couldn't be any perfect timing, right? Well, yeah, it's, it's so nice to chat with you. And, you know, this is, um, I don't, know about all your listeners out there and what they're looking out at but it's a gray dreary drizzly vancouver day and it is so nice to have a little bit of sunshine and a conversation with you effie oh thank you you see guys she's already you know trying to make me cry already but please tell our listener who are you what do you do well who am i okay so you've already said my name laura sikorikov and (laughs) i am you know who am i i'm a solopreneur I have a company that is built around training managers to be great managers. In fact, that's what I most love to do. I think everybody deserves to have a great manager. Mm -hmm. I think companies want their managers to be great. And honestly, I think most managers out there really want to be great. It's just that they don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. So that's what I do. I teach managers what to do, how to connect with their teams, how to inspire great work, how to keep their people engaged, and how to feel great about what they do themselves. That's amazing, especially when we just finished the IWD, like, you know, just talking about that and hearing you say that is so important because one of the research that they were showing was how um, managers have an idea of what their clients or or their employees, you know, feel like. But then when you ask the employees how they feel appreciated by their managers, it's a whole completely different, you know, scale. And the gap was huge. But no, I think oh. you're valuable. This is this is really, really useful here. But I want to find out about your long and windy road to how you got into this particular line of business. How did you get here? You know, it is a long and windy road. I have to say, I went to university. I studied marketing. And that was what I always wanted to do. I wanted to get into a marketing career. And I found myself right, you know, soon out of university working for a company called Cruise Ship Centers. It's now called Expedia Cruise Ship Centers. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when we were building it, it was growing and growing and they 
you know, we all came to the realization that they needed somebody to train their franchisees and the, the staff of the franchises. So that fell to me. I literally fell into a career in organizational learning and development. I never thought that it would be something that I would do. And yet there I was doing it. And, you know, I took a couple of detours. I took a detour into sales and pharmaceutical sales. I did do a turn in marketing for a very short while, but I always just kept coming home (laughs) to learning and development. And I realized, you know, that's where I love to be. So I have, you know, I have managed teams. I have done sales. I have done customer service. I have done so many things, but I always just tend to gravitate back to that, you know, sort of training and support. I truly get so much energy from that. Mm. I truly love, 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 love watching people when things click for them, like when they start achieving what they really want to achieve, when they get those huge smiles on their faces, like, oh my gosh, I nailed this. (laughs) There's no better feeling in the world for me than to know I helped them. I supported them in their efforts to do it. They did it, but I was (laughs) supporting them. Absolutely. And is that what you would say prompted you to start your business? When was this? Just last year, wasn't it? And it's grown and it's growing. Yeah, that's right. It just started last July. And, you know, what took me there, it's an interesting thing. Um, so I have, we'll get into it, I'm sure, in a few minutes, but I've written a book and the book is about, oh, yes, we well, honestly, it's about bad managers mm-hmm. and bad management practices. And I you know, I had been going at it from a point of view of somebody who has been listening to a lot of bad manager stories and, <laughs> and uh, felt I had to do something about that. But interestingly enough, I myself was on the receiving end of one of those, you know, in about June, May, June of last year. And I thought, you know, sometimes, Sometimes the universe sends you messages in the strangest way. And I think the universe was saying to me, hey, Laura, it is time for you to step out and do what you've been talking about doing for years, which is to set up my own business. And so I took the hint finally and did that. I (laughs) set up a business. I started Sea Change Learning and Development. There have been, you know, I'm not going to lie. There have been some things that I've tripped over. My website, the first, ugh. Now that I'm thinking back on it, the first <laughs> attempt was embarrassing, but <laughs> but I've been fixing that up. I've been learning so much in the process. Um, chiefly, I have been learning to be patient oh, and yes. to realize that good things are worth the wait and yeah. it's coming to me. And I'm really excited to have all my focus on an area that I'm so passionate about. So it's really, yeah, it's a super exciting time for me. And I'm really pleased I am so to proud. be able to do this. I am so proud of you and your journey. And just, you know, looking back at how we met, which was yes. uh, just last year. And, you know, when our mutual friend, Glory, who we'll be talking to um, also, you know, like introduced us together for the Be You Bravely event. And look at how much you have changed since then. It's just, it's incredible. <laughs> It's incredible. And I am so excited. And trust me, you're not alone when it comes to this website thing. I've had to do my countless times, countless times. <laughs> but that's the thing, you know, growing is painful. I've learned that it's so painful. But in doing so, like in pushing yourself and doing the hard work, you are learning things, so many things along the way. And 
a lot of people are going to need what you're, what you have to say, what you have to teach them. I, for one, know I'm learning so much from you. So I feel like I have the VIP tickets because I'm also your friend, which is great for me because I have such great mentors. But tell us about your book. I want to hear about your book. I I think it bears mentioning before I get too much into the book, Mm -hmm. I would love for your listeners to know about how you and I met. You (laughs) talked about how we were introduced. But for everybody out there, if you don't know Effie personally, uh, let me give you a little snapshot (laughs) into what she's like. So here I am. I put it out there on my LinkedIn page that I have just (laughs) finished writing the last words of my book. And up pops this message from this woman who I didn't know from Adam. (laughs) <laughs> didn't know. And I'm like, who is this Effie Frucci person? This was before Glory introduced us, mm-hmm. but you know, you kind of got to jump on Glory. True, actually. This, oh. this woman who, you know, I never I I didn't know her at all. She pops up offering to help me with my book. She puts it out there, Kent. I would love to help you. This is in my podcast. This is not my interview podcast, sorry. This is about you. (laughs) Well, so so I met up with Effie, and she helped me so much in terms of all the things to know about getting a book out there. So so (laughs) I have, you know, I was a little bit, not going to lie, deer in the headlights. Like, oh, my gosh, there is so much to know. So anyway, I've worked through all that with the kindness of people all around me and with the support of my dear friend Effie and I have gone, my book is imminent so what's happening right now <laughs> it is I have got it in for cover design Woo-hoo. and once the cover design is approved then it's just printing and it's out and I Woo-hoo. hope that by May mm-hmm. that my book it's entitled it's not them it's you why employees break up with their managers and what to do about it I hope that that will be out in May of 2020. So, so looking forward to that. Stay it tuned everyone be. for the, the launch party. Yes. And yes, in my book, I present seven leadership traits. And these traits were kind of, they rose out of stories that people shared with me. Um, over the years in organizational learning and development, I have taught a lot of people, you know, sometimes I'm the very first person that they even meet in a company. Mm. So I really, I have their trust. They know who I am. I've helped them out. They trusted me and they share their stories with me. Mm. So I talk to, oh gosh, you know, as soon as people <laughs> find out you're writing a story about bad management practices, oh, they all have stories for you. So I've gone through probably hundreds of stories and I chose seven. Mm-hmm. And out of these seven are seven stories rise, seven leadership traits. And those traits just, it kind of happened organically. It was really weird, but I started thinking as I'm hearing a story, for example, a story, one woman, I call her Rosalie. That's not her real name. <laughs> but Rosalie, you know, what she really wanted was a relationship mm. with her manager. She really wanted a connection, a, a sense of communication flow between the two of them. So that was her, the overarching theme that came out, or sorry, the trait that came out through 
talking with her was this idea of developing relationships. And that kind of went on through the other six stories as well. One wanted empathy, one wanted support, one wanted to be promoted and advocated for within the organization. One wanted to be empowered, one wanted some consideration, and one wanted some trust. And when you put those seven words together, respect, empathy, support, promotion, empowerment, consideration, and trust, you come up with respect. So that became the overarching theme for my book. And as I said, it, it, it really came out organically. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I had been seeking, how am I going to put this together? What's the flow going to be? And these stories, these people, their contributions, they created that flow, that acronym, and that overarching theme of respect. So that, that is what my book is about. I believe (laughs) that companies do not respect their people enough. I believe they don't give them enough credit for the work they do, for the knowledge they have, for the effort they put in, for the care they give to customers. And I think business needs to change. And one of the coolest things, and Effie, you alluded to it before, one of the very coolest things is managers Managers have so much control over how people feel, if they feel respected or not. It seems like I'm laying a lot of responsibility on managers. I think what I'm really trying to do when with this book and with the training that I provide is to give them power to create that great situation for them for their teams, Mm -hmm. for themselves, you know, and for the companies they work in and make things better for everybody. At least that is what I'm hoping to do. And that's that's the whole idea behind it. No, absolutely. That's good. And I'm glad that you touched upon that just so the listeners can hear where you're coming from with this book. And I think with our current situation right now, this couldn't have come. Your book is just coming out at a perfect time. I think this is a, a new birth for a lot of things happening in our world that a lot of people have to open their eyes into instead of start paying attention a little bit closely. So your book, I feel, and I know is going to be very helpful within like different organizations, because like you said, if you, you've experienced this yourself, so you know the struggle within that and having to you know, endure challenges with your manager. So having something like this that can benefit someone else and know how to sort of respond in situations like this, if they find themselves there, is so valuable because a lot of people experience it, but not a lot of people share because at the end of the day, we all know that when it's coming from a woman's perspective, it's literally, it's brushed underneath the rug. It's like, we'll we'll handle it. Like we'll, we'll circulate back. To, you, to your concern or to you what, what's happening, right? So this okay. is really good. To, it's a, I probably will say it's a table conversation starter. You know, it's an office conversation starter. It's a conversation starter, period. So it's very valuable that's coming out in this time. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait for this to be out. I literally just can't wait. But this is amazing. And how, how has the writing been so far? You know, like writing all of this, like did you think that you were going to be a writer one day? Like, what's your experience been? I'm curious to know because I'm still laughing at myself that I wrote a book last year and I'm like, I I didn't even know. So I'm curious to find out what, what was going through your mind at that point when you said, I'm going to write a book and help people. 
you know, you talk, you asked before about the long and windy road. Yes. And that, that was a twist in the road. Oh, oh my gosh. I never expected to go down that path. <laughs> never expected it. Um, okay. So how did I end up writing a book? Mm. Uh, I really do think it was because so many people, you know, I, I have been a coach and a mentor through training, as I said before. A great really mentor and coach, may the I tr- <laughs> Yeah. I, you know, I, I gave the trust of mm-hmm. people. They've shared their stories. They proactively shared their stories with me. I would have people giving me a call and saying, hey, Laura, can we meet for coffee? I really, I really need to talk. Yeah. And after a while, I started recognizing that I need to talk thing. So, uh, you know, I would meet with these people for coffees. They would share their stories with me. And honestly, after about, you know, well, a couple of years of awareness, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, and kind of tallying things up, I actually started to get really upset. You know, I started thinking, what is going on out there? Like, why? Why does this doesn't have to happen? Now, when I'm talking about bad manager practices, I'm not talking about, you know, a manager having a grumpy day or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or the and it, this isn't about everything being perfect and sunshine and roses. That's not what people are looking for. I'm talking about bad manager practices like ignoring people completely mm-hmm. or bullying them or you know, micromanagement to the extreme where people feel they can't even, well, where they cannot even write an email Mm -hmm. without it having manager approval. I mean, we're talking about things that are so bad that they force people to quit Mm -hmm. their jobs. Yeah. And and so I I started hearing these stories and they kind of started piling up and it became this big hill full of stories that, you know, I would look at it and, and kind of think I would get really like heavy feeling from it. You know, yeah. like somebody, it made me sad. Honestly, it made me sad. Yeah. So I started thinking, okay, somebody has to do something about this. There must be something that somebody can do. Yeah. And then one day I came to the realization that I'm somebody, you mm-hmm. know, I, I can do something. Mm-hmm. And even if only one person read the book and changed their practices for the better as a result of reading the book, it would be worth writing. So I just decided what I was going to do, honestly, I was going to write a LinkedIn post. Wow. That's where you write it. (laughs) I'll write a LinkedIn post. Maybe somebody will read it. And then I thought, oh, you know, I got enough material. Maybe I'll do an ebook. And then as I started writing, or not an ebook, uh, like a white paper. Mm-hmm. And then as I started writing, I realized how much I wanted to get these stories out, how much I wanted to honor the stories. This these seven people, mm-hmm. I don't use their I don't use their names, I don't use their company names, but they are real people yeah. with real stories, and I wanted to honor those stories. And I thought it could best be done by writing a book. So really, truly, I never planned to do it. I launched into this not knowing at all <laughs> what I was doing. You never do. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and I just, I saw it through to the end. And 
wow, what a process. What a wonderful process. Honestly, Effie, you can, you can chime in on this because you also have bared your soul in a book. I I think think that people should write. Yes, I absolutely do. I feel that if you have something truly valuable, it may be big, it may be very tiny that, you, you know, a lot of people might feel like, or you yourself can feel like not people, not enough people would see it. You should still get it out there to help someone else. It's like what you said, even if it's one person that sees it and their life changes for the better and they can see their own worth and they can see a shift, a difference of trying things differently you know, leveling up without guilt or without fear that they would fall or someone would judge them, you know, based on that. It's amazing. That's what we're doing it for. It was yep. scary because he was like, that's my story. There's someone that I would never met that meet probably would be reading somewhere in some somewhere in the world. And I was scared because I was not ready for the whole world to actually start knowing some of my darkest, deepest secrets and the things that I felt broke me apart. But the reviews and the feedback and the excitement has been worth it. And that's why I know for a fact that it's going to be so worth it when yours come out, because a lot of people need to, they need to know how to address this sort of topic. So they just don't leave it on the table unattended. They need to be talking about these things in a safe mm-hmm. and positive way and seeing how they can, both managers and employee, how they can work together as one to change things. Effie, you mentioned, um, you said something like, even if it's something so tiny, like there are big things and there there are things that are tiny Mm -hmm. and everything in between, which is so true. I sometimes think that we think our everyday problems at work, you know, the things that we face every day, the things that make us on Sunday night go, oh, I don't want to go to work tomorrow, Mm -hmm. that we think those are tiny things or those are too small for anybody to really care about. But But that's not true. No. For one thing, everybody has those. At some time or another, we've all kind of felt that way about work. It's, it's, you know, hopefully for most people, it is not very frequent Mm -hmm. that they feel that way. But what we know from global employee engagement statistics is, in fact, the opposite is true. Mm -hmm. Most people really don't like their work. Most yeah. people, and, and folks, we're talking like up to 85% of the people out there, you know, eight out of 10 people out there don't go, want to go to work on Monday because they don't like their jobs. They don't feel engaged in what they do. They don't like their manager. They don't get excited about their work. They don't feel involved in any way. Mm-hmm. And that is scary. Yeah, To me, that's really really unfortunate. One of the women in my book, I call her Simone. When she and I were talking about it, she said, look, I know that it's business and it's not personal. Mm -hmm. She said, but it is personal to me. It is the biggest part of my waking life. And I, you know, I spend so much time there. I make friends at work. I, you know, because I'm there so long in my day, you know, what is it? You know, the three quarters of your awake day. Mm-hmm. She said, it, it just, it is personal to me. And I really take pride in the work I do. And when I get attacked, that's personal. So this is the thing, Art. I, I think that people need to understand that these are not small things to employees, Mm -hmm. employees at all levels. This is around the world. This problem. Um, it, it, it doesn't, 
this is one thing in business that is uh, permeates all levels. It is not gender specific in any way. You have bad managers of all genders and Mm -hmm. you have employees of all genders who are seeking things Mm -hmm. other than what they're getting. Mm -hmm. You mentioned, you mentioned, um, you know, the situation of women in the workplace. It is more challenging Mm -hmm. women managers are expected to be more nurturing and uh, supportive and more uh, warm and fuzzy uh, from their employees, but their bosses expect them to be tougher or maybe they don't actually expect them to be that way, but that's what women feel that they need to overcompensate to, to be able to, um, I guess what's the word uh, stack up against their male colleagues. Yeah. So it's just, it's challenging. It's challenging for women in the workplace. It's challenging for everybody in the workplace. And I believe that it all kind of stems back to this idea of respect, respect for the individual, you know, regardless of gender, it does not matter how you identify. Mm -hmm. What matters is that you are a human doing work in a workplace and how uh, how much you deserve respect because you are a human doing work in a workplace. And if we could just approach people as human beings, we are human, they are human, and we work with each other as humans, mm-hmm. not, not human resources, not resources to be allocated across an organization, but as people yeah. in a workplace. I think we could change things dramatically. Amazing. Amazing. There's one other thing I would like to say, if we, if you can indulge me for a moment with time. Of course. I learned recently that the average age for somebody to be promoted to a manager role is 30. Wow. The average, the average age at which they get their first training, their first manager training is 42. Oh my gosh. So they are going for 12 years mm. with absolutely no training on how to be a manager. Wow. And that's to me, wow. Can you imagine how hard that would be to go into your job and for 12 years, Incredibly not bad. have a clue what you're doing yeah. or, or try to feel your way through it. Absolutely. So that's what my book is about. That's what my training programs are about or to fill that gap. Here you go. You're a manager now. Mm-hmm. This is what managers need to know about working with people because managers manage people, not tasks. True. Absolutely. So what would be your encouragement? If you could give us a few encouragement, like one or two encouragement, what would that be for others who are trying to either start a business or managers who have employees or business owners as well, who also, you know, have employees, what would be your encouragement to them based on your book and as well as your experience that you can share with us before we go today? Whoa, it's a great question. And in fact, I would use the same uh, the same words of encouragement for whether you are self-employed, whether you're dreaming of being self-employed, mm-hmm. or whether you want to, whether you're in the corporate world managing teams. Yeah. And that is to connect with others, okay. to reach out, build a network of people who can support you. I mean, you and I, we're part of a wonderful network of people. Yeah. And, and we just we rely on each other for help and advice, sometimes just for a shoulder to, to cry on a little bit. Mm-hmm. And 
it makes such a huge difference Mm -hmm. when you can rely on the help of others. There are people out there with the expertise that you need. Yeah. Find a way to connect with them. And if you're not sure, if you're a manager out there and you're not sure what to do, how can you find these people to connect with? Connect with me. Find me on LinkedIn. Connect with me and I'll help you find a network. You know, just look for those people. Make contact. People are amazing. People are amazing and they will help you and support you. So reach out there, ask for help and let them help you. That's amazing. Oh my God, that's amazing. But before we go, please Mm -hmm. tell us, tell our listeners, where can we find you and support you? So Instagram, where's your social handle? Where's your LinkedIn address? Or where can we find you? Okay, so my company name is C Change Learning and that's spelled the letter C with a hyphen and then change learning and development. So see change learning and development. You can find me online at seechangelearning.com. You can find me on LinkedIn. My name is Laura Sikorikov. So just look me up that way, or you can find see change learning on LinkedIn. If you want to find the site there Um, on Instagram, it's see change learning. And I'm on Instagram. My Instagram handle is Sikora coffee. So my last name with two E's at the end, Sakura Coffee, you can find me there or you can find me at Sea Change Learning. Awesome. And sometimes I actually tweet, that's at Laura S106 or 106 rather. So uh, I'm not very active on Twitter though, folks, gotta say. <laughs> so maybe that's LinkedIn's. LinkedIn is the best place to find me. Okay. So please look for me there and make connection. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time. And don't worry, guys, I would have all this link as on the podcast the description so you can click on them and support uh, Laura, especially in this season. Um, so don't worry at all. But thank you so much, Laura, for coming. And I'm so grateful that we had this opportunity to go through these questions and, you know, just finding out more about you and uh, hear about your long and windy road to how you became this fearless boss yourself. So thank you. <laughs> for your time and thank you for sharing and being so honest and open with me and our listeners. I truly appreciate it. Yeah. Effie, anytime I can spend some time with you is such a pleasure for me. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast and thank you everybody for listening. Ah, thank you so much. And you have it guys. This has been the long and windy world podcast. And until next time, have a wonderful, wonderful day.